It's the last one standing room only. We in the building. You might want to vacate underage children. We get explicit. All you got to do is sit, watch, and listen. And did I mention you might laugh a little or laugh a lot? We on a mission. Yo, yo, yo. What it is, what it ain't, what it's going to be. It's your favorite's favorite LOS, the last one standing. And this is the last one standing room only. On this episode, we've got a man that I've been dying to get on this show for quite some time now. He is a University of Toledo graduate, film production and cinema with a minor in communications. He's an Emmy Award winner. And I don't say that lightly because not everybody can win an Emmy. You heard that? Not everybody can win an Emmy. <laughs> He's got a couple of feature films under his belt, such as Head in 2015 and another one called Bernice 2 in 2022. He also belongs to Elmwood Productions, where he's a writer, producer, director, editor, and puppeteer. You heard that right, a puppeteer. And how many of y'all even know a puppeteer? He's the only one I know. So without further ado, ladies and gents, my guy, and hopefully soon to be your favorite puppeteer, Rick Passmore. What's up, Rick, how you? Hey, Lils, how you doing, man? I'm good, dog. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Oh, uh, no doubt. It's a pleasure having you. Thank you for being on. Absolutely. Now, I mentioned a lot of things that you do, brother, but you just tell the people a little bit about yourself before we even get into the question and answer portion of this thing. I mean, I'm I was born and raised in rural Ohio, half halfway between Akron and Youngstown and went to went to university of toledo on the other side of the state studied film didn't know exactly what i wanted to do with it but i liked the movies i wanted to make video games when i was a kid but i didn't have the artistic skills that you needed on some levels for some of the, the some of the programs they required mm. but i really like movies like tv you know as a kid growing up in the 90s that's how that's you know a lot of vhs's going in and out of the player Wait, so, wait, wait, did you say VHS? I said VHS. I, I got a whole, I got a, like, you look behind me, that's still a CRT. It's still a 27-inch Sony. Oh, underneath, got the VHS, word. and I got a little thing going. So, I mean, it, it's still there. For it you still children gets around. Here, if you don't know what a VHS is, Google it. <laughs> or go to your local Goodwill and buy one. They're like yeah. five to ten bucks still. So, True but yes. Yeah, I uh, but I love movies and I love TV. So I went to went to film school and and even then it's like I I love my time there. I love I've got dear friends I, I still talk to from the program and it and it really helped me figure out where I wanted to get into, which mm-hmm. was editing. Which you know, editing is my my true drive for all this. So. I was able to do that and I minored in, in communication. So I focused on TV because there's like, if the film don't work out, you don't figure out film. There's TV stations all across the country you can work at. Yep. And, and that's what happened. I got out, it was graduated in 2009. Everyone that graduated in 2008, 2009, 2010 knows exactly what kind of crap show that was. Also getting out for the recession and all that fun stuff. Oh, man. But luckily i got into i, I spent I, <laughs> I always say it like it's a prison sentence because it's just it was such a hard you know time mm-hmm. because i worked at a jc penny for six months i said i did six months at jc penny when i graduated just to work and it was the holiday rush oh, so wow. i started and started in like 
late September. So I didn't have a job for like three months, started in late September. And then in February, I got, uh, I got a part-time job with the local station in Youngstown, okay. the, uh, the WKBN, WYTV. Uh, and I worked there for 18 months, uh, part-time. Uh, but I know I couldn't do it. You know, wasn't, uh, there were days when I would drive into work 30 minutes in, 30 minutes out, and my paycheck would literally just pay for the gas because gas was like $4 a gallon back then. Yeah, so I, I, I knew. Like five or seven. Yeah. So like I knew, I knew I couldn't keep doing that. So I was just throwing every, every resume out I could saying I worked, worked with, you know, worked in local we did sports broadcasts you know for like YSU and high school mm -hmm. football high school basketball so I had that under my belt and ESPN was one of the places I threw it out to so I threw it out to ESPN I got an interview and then I got a fly out interview and then they told me they went in another direction and I was like okay keep trying and then about two weeks later I get another email saying are you still interested in a position I'm like yeah and they're like okay reapply to this position that's on the site and you know go through the process and i'm like do i got an interview again they're like no just as long as you reapply then we can take a look at it and okay. two weeks after that i got the got the offer sheet and then august august 29th 2011 was my first day uh working at espn and it's been been here ever since been a, becoming a connecticuter from an ohio and it's been crazy he, he is he's transformed into a Connecticut. I'm becoming more and more New England. I, I told my mom I went to a, I went to see a movie the other day, and I told her I was like, yeah, I'm gonna get in. I'll get my popcorn and my soda. I'll be good. She's like, you're saying soda now. You're becoming you're becoming New England. I'm like, I have to. Nobody knows what pop is out here, so you gotta you gotta adapt. <laughs> I know what pop is. I got a lot of friends that you, call it pop. Yeah, the mid Midwest it's still pop, but I've you know there's some vernacular that's that's you know made its adjustments in the last decade plus but but yeah from that uh, i met uh, the guys at elmwood productions um, around 2012 because i was just out at a bar and uh mike who's become a real good friend of mine mm -hmm. uh he was there with uh, another friend nick uh they had just puppets with them and i'm like you know at the at the bar so you are as you are at the bar and i'm like what's up with this <laughs> <laughs> and one thing led to another and then I go to one of their hangouts one of their meetings mm -hmm. and slowly but surely you know we start I start you know doing little shorts with them and just being around and then in 2014 we make a horror movie I wasn't even supposed to I was producing it I wasn't supposed to do anything else with it because I was trying to relocate to uh, Carolina which okay. thankfully didn't happen for me just on personal note but uh, yeah, we shot that movie and, you know, run it up 10 years. Here we are. <laughs> Been with them since working since 2013. Well, here we go. So you either you either get a lot of weird looks or you get a lot of conversation when you got a puppet at a bar. Yeah, puppeteers, uh, you know, you, you, you got to be like, you got to, you know, adapt to like what people think like it's like being a puppeteer is like you really can't give a shit about what people, people think. think 
because they're going to think you're a weirdo. You think you're, you know, strange. And in truth, we, you know, they tend to be, but in the, in the positive way, you know, we were, you know, you're, you could be eclectic and you could be, you know, you, you have, you know, all these different varying interests that can come into this. And, and, you know, when you, when you start involving puppetry, mm. it really gets onto this, like, like it, 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 it's a medium. It's not, it's not like puppetry. They think it's for kids. Like it's not, it's a medium to tell your story. Yeah. So you can, you can tell an adult story with puppets and, and have it be, you know, have it, have it actually work. Just like you can with animation. You could, I've seen some beautiful animated films that no kid should ever watch. I just watched one the other night, like spine of night. No kid should ever watch that movie. Unless you really want to kind of have your head messed with a little bit, kind of like a, you know, the new age heavy metal style. These kids don't need their heads messed with any more than they're already being messed with now. No, no, no. <laughs> not at all. Now, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe a little bit, but in the right way. You know, like you, you always got to have the, you always got to have that new experience. You always, you always got to be open. Okay. You always got to be open minded. You know, and open minded and positive, and you know. Like having Pete, like that's that's one of the big things with Elmwood. Like we're gonna be stupid and silly and make our dumb dick and fart jokes, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, like we we want to be representative and we want to be positive and we want to, you know, share happiness and make you laugh and maybe you know every once in a while make you cry because you you know you need to do that. So yeah. that's kind of where we where we stand with it. Like it's it's a medium and yeah puppets are silly and like a lot of our stuff is is silly and stupid but you know a lot you know we get we get the opportunity sometimes to tell tell nicer stories and tell sweeter stories and tell you know some some melancholy a little bit you know because that's 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 life and that's what we're trying to trying to have fun with and play with that's right you're trying to they're trying to reach out and touch your soul make you feel something so you so you remember that you alive yeah, exactly. That's a lot of what Bernice 2 was when we put it out last year or two years ago now because it's 24. But like it was, a, we put that out. It was it was just a sketch comedy film because we had a bunch of dumb ideas and we're putting them together. Mm-hmm. And you know, we were just we had the two and every every character, you know, every person in Elmwood is a character in the movie in some capacity, whether it's a main character or like there's a bit player in a scene. They're all represented there. But we, uh, you know, we had a bunch of silly skits, and we had friends that made music. So we made music videos that went into the movie, and oh, wow. you know, there's some like there's all the whole the whole movie really opens with a dude who whose grandma stole his moped, and he's just bitching to two neighbors about how his grandma stole his moped, so she can go play bingo bingo and do prostitution. <laughs> Wait, you know? what? Yeah, that's how it starts out. Yeah. That's, that's, he's like, he's like, why would, why would your grandma need your moped? And he goes, oh, mostly, for, mostly for bingo and prostitution, sometimes together. Sometimes, you know? sometimes together. Here we go. Now, how many puppets? How many puppets do you actually own yourself? Uh, I just have mine. I just have. Oh, he's got, got a puppet with him. I got him right here. This is this is me technically, but now because. When you see him, he doesn't quite represent me, so I'm gonna get a new one at some point. Yeah, that's because of you know that. Oh, this, 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 oh so this your was, puppet has hair. This was made when I had hair, so there he oh, is. Oh snap! So, so this is the we call him Ricky Blue Suit. This okay. Is, this is the producer director character now that uh, 
that we have. So when I get a new one of me, he's going to be like bald and everything and, and kind of more representative. But right I now, I, I don't think he liked the sound of being replaced. He gave you some some weird he, look now. He, he ain't being replaced. He's, he's just being adapted. He still got it. He still has a has a place with us in uh, Elmwood. Absolutely. He still shows up and, you know, he's he's a he's now a character. He's now going to be someone when you need a really shitty producer director you know you need someone that's going to be able to you know have to have to play that have to play that bit you know that this is where ricky blue suit comes in he's kind of he's kind of the he's kind of the analog for anything that gets produced in elmwood and and anybody that needs like a suit like a c-suite person except his his c-suites you know the old gold rock when it was closed down and just like jumping into it you know rest in peace gold rock yeah but uh yeah, this is this is uh, blue suit, and you wanna you wanna hop in and say something to everyone? What's up, blue suit? How's it going? You know, I'm just uh, guess being called up to do this interview because Rick himself can't really talk that well. He's kind of an idiot. I don't oh. like I don't like working with him too much. He's kind of a he's kind of a slappy, if you know what I mean. Oh, is that right? Yeah, you know, we just keep him around because he's pretty. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> And you only keep him around because he's pretty? Yeah, we only keep keep him around because he's pretty and he does all the editing and everything. You know, we can't pay people to do anything right now because I sold sold all our rights away to the mob and I still haven't gotten paid back yet. It's the only way I can get funding for my movie. I had to go to the mob. So you... Wait a minute. Yeah, you you can't take out bank loans anymore for movies, so you gotta gotta find them any way you can. Well, you can, Ricky. You can take out loans for for movies, but... chose you, to go to you the mob. can you can but i i cannot oh, i cannot take cannot. out yeah do we even want to know why you cannot well have you ever seen any of my movies on tubi or netflix or anything like that hmm not that's not why that's oh. why okay because they don't make money and <laughs> they don't want to finance me but i believe in me and the uh, the De- the Donetti family believes in me, so oh. at least they say they believe in me. But uh, until I until I can't walk, names? yeah, it's the Donetti and Donetti Law Firm out in Hartford. Okay, so it's it's safe. Sure, no one's gonna. Oh, sure, all right, that's it. We're yeah, gonna sure. edit that out, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> nah, they're fine. They're fine. Okay, yeah, okay. I, I, I might not be, but I I need this next one to be a hit. But you know. We'll do what we'll do. I believe in me, and that's why I do it. That's why I do what I do, because I believe in me. And if nobody else believes in you, you got to believe in yourself. You know what, uh, RBS? I believe in you, too. RBS? I like that. No one's called me that. I like having a little acronym for my name. Everyone just calls me asshole. Well, I'm an asshole, too, so I I dig it. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Believe. Believe in yourself. Everybody has one. All right, well, I got to go make some phone calls and make sure my knees don't get broke, so I'll talk to you all later. Oh, you, you do that. And holler at me later. I got Good. something for you. I, I appreciate that. Good talking to you. Peace. See you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Ricky that, that's, Ricky, that's Ricky Blue Suit. RBS, baby. I like I like that. I'm going to have to plug that. Yes, sir. Yep. So, Ricky Blue Suit, your one and only puppet. You're getting him updated. Yeah. Now... How did you come about choosing your personality for your puppet? 
So <laughs> the story goes, so the blue suit is an inside joke with Elmwood. Okay. Um, we, we went to a film festival in New Hampshire back in 27, 2016 or 27, 2017, I think. Mm-hmm. And it was my first time going to any film festival at all. And, you know, so I'm overthinking it. So I've I had this at the time, I had this nice blue suit. Okay. And I wore a blue suit and a black te- black button down, no tie, collar open. And the dudes just lit me up. Like they just razzed me the whole time. Cause everyone because we get there mm-hmm. and it's super casual. Okay. Like everyone everyone like there might be a person there in a jacket or something like that, but I looked so out of place. I look like a skeevy producer compared to everyone else who's just there to show their film or like have some fun and whatnot. Uh-huh. And so all of a sudden, you know, blue suit Ricky becomes a thing. And it led into me, you know, this ca- well really like before we put the glasses on him in, in the vest and the shirt, I mean it was just Ricky. It was me and I had a hoodie black shirt you know, just how I look how I dress day to day and when we did the when we did Bernice 2 I brought him in for the character of the producer trying to do his film and taking the auditions and we called it we called the uh, the studio that it was that on the poster we called it Blue Suit Productions Okay, playing into the in jokes and he has not taken that suit off since 2021 when we were shooting or 2020 really when we started shooting uh, he's been wearing that the whole time so oh, and, the gla- and the glasses and everything so that he just kind of morphed into the blue suit character Ricky blue suit and that's where he's gonna be so it's kind of hard to see him any other way like I take the glass off put a hoodie on it's back to just being Ricky circa 2019 yeah. so he's got yeah. an alter ego now yeah, he's got a, he's got, that's his, that's his Superman, kind of. Yeah, he's a creepy <laughs> Superman. <laughs> a creepy-ass Superman. Yep, I mean, I mean, he, he's, he's never malicious. Well, this, this, that's the thing with, with, with everyone and one. Like, nothing's ever done out of malice. Well, here we go. Now, you mentioned you did some music videos back mm-hmm. in the day. If you could do, if you could remake a popular music video only using puppets Ooh. under the Elmwood production umbrella, which video would you do? Now would it now would it be the same exact music video with puppets or redo a video in our vision? Redo a video in your vision with puppets. Our in my vision. That's a really good question. Because some you. of the because some of the best videos come from like like I said like the late '80s, early '90s. Some mm-hmm. of them are. You know, it would be a real fun one if if I can get them to dance like they do in the music video. Kind of do a shot for shot, but put them with puppets. Prince's yeah. Prince's Kiss would wow. be awesome with puppets. But you okay. got all that dance and you got all that movement. Uh-huh. So if you could pull that off with puppets and do it, 
do it with the Henson style and then like kind of do a little blue because you can make them dance. You, it's a it's a lot of work and it's a lot of blue 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 and green screening and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I think you do you do Prince's Kiss with all puppets. Like you see Kermit and Miss Piggy doing doing that. Uh huh. That'd be that'd be. It actually kind of did that. Actually, they did it with uh, with uh, Once in a Lifetime from Talking Heads back in the '90s. Kermit did Once in a really? Lifetime. Yeah, look it up. There's Kermit. he's got he's got the David he's got the big suit that David Byrne wears, mm-hmm. and he's doing the and it's Kermit doing. This is not my beautiful house. This is not an indi- it's Once in a Lifetime by Talking Heads, and it's awesome. <laughs> it was on their uh, Muppets. What was that show called? Muppets Tonight? It was from the Muppets Tonight show that was on Disney Channel back in like the late ni- mid to late 90s. Okay. Yeah. I'm definitely going to have to check that out. Got to check that out. And doubling back to Prince, they mm-hmm. did. he did a Starfish and Coffee music video in the Muppets, Muppets Tonight. So they, actually there is, there kind of is, and there already is a Prince music video with puppets because it's Starfish and Coffee. And it's awesome. It's fantastic. I'll send it to you. All right. I got to see that. I definitely got to see that. Yeah. So Kiss. Kiss would be your I, video. I would I would try to remake that because I think that would be just absurd and fun. And then probably another, you know, because you got to have something with, with the story. You can't just have them. Like, we've done them. You know, you, you can have a puppet singing and everything. But, like, I think what, what would really sell it is, like, a story. So do something like Sabotage. But with puppets, you know, right. I'm, I'm kind of taking this thing over. Where it's like I don't really have a don't like this is why I'm I'm like producer editor mm-hmm. and more like on the on the fixing and post side of things as as yeah. far as I'm concerned. I'm not great with the pitches, but okay. you bring bring me an idea and I'll like start seeing where we can go with it. Like you have your idea, okay? Let's see what we got. I can you can bring it to life. So that's 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 how I feel. I operate best. But if I try to sit and come up with an idea, nine times out of ten, there's it's just gonna be a fart in the wind. Like there's nothing coming through. <laughs> like I'll I'll overthink it and I'll hate it and I'll stop doing it. But All if like right. someone else comes with me, it's like, okay, where can this work? Let's see this. Or like, you know, bring a script and like do punch ups and stuff like that. Like that's where I operate more on the level. So well, here we go. What was the worst idea ever brought to you? And what was the best idea ever brought to you? So there's two worsts, and I'm not gonna name names, but one person that is no longer with our group was mm-hmm. never really with our group. They were just around and we decided to this would this is why you can't always be nice. You we were nice about having this person around. Mm-hmm. And we were trying to write ideas for a show that's still in progress seven plus years later. Yeah. And everyone was just like, if you want to write something, go ahead. Like, write your script, write your spec, write, you know, just write. If you've got something, write it, and we'll talk about it later. And this person did not, like, it it just wrote a vile, like, mean-spirited, like, does not, did not understand the character that they were writing for did not understand the situations did not understand that just being vulgar and abusive to the character and misogynist that is not development 
yeah. that just doing it is not doesn't doesn't create an arc. And when we gave that person notes, they were they did not change anything. They were um, kind of combative against any changes because of how they felt about it. And that person, I I'm not I'm not a fan of that person. I'm not friends with that person. And whenever they try to like come back around i'm like i i just keep going no every every anytime i hear their name i'm just like no and then they know how that is so that's like the worst and another worst one is someone that called me out because i did the same thing but Uh more more so as playing a joke if you've ever seen the movie uh reanimator it's a it's a a horror movie from the 80s about a doctor that figures out how to reanimate dead tissue okay and he kind of goes insane trying to figure that out uh and there's a specific scene where he kills somebody Mm -hmm. uh and reanimates their head just the head just the head and this person figures out a way to reanimate their own body oh so and somehow and, and again horror movie it's a it really is a fun like creepy weird horror movie mm-hmm. um it's a it's a classic among horror fans but there's a moment when the dead bad guy takes his head holding it and mm-hmm. um does something to a woman he has captured oh and and um it is it's it it's shocking in the moment when you watch it uh it's it's not super I mean, it's gratuitous, but it's not. It's all. It's all like bouncing imagery, like setting up a shot and then cutting away and making you making your mind piece things together, like you do yeah. in a good horror movie. Use your imagination. Exactly. I was doing the same thing, but playing it for comedy. Yeah. Because the character uh, we were writing for had a disembodied head. Okay. And. But that's all. It, I don't think, uh, if I remember correctly, it was just the character's head. They did not have a body to go with them. Okay. Um. And these two characters start to fall for each other. And even though it's just a head, and she and he tells her to go with his head. Uh-huh. And that was my and that was my way of one paying homage to the reanimator, and two is like how stupid, silly is this, and funny. And our another our writer Rick Corbo, um, who was kind of like back and forthing with the script, and he was just vehemently like, "No, like don't do that. That's it's stupid. It's it's disgusting. It doesn't need to happen. There's no point to it other than a bad joke. It's gonna. I don't know." And he got mad about it. I'm like, and I, we were going back and forth for a minute. I'm like, "No, but you see, but you see." And it, and finally, I like, I just kind of like relinquished a little bit and I saw but then I saw it from his eyes I'm like yeah it's like it's it for for that one second and how nice this moment is mm-hmm. do you really want to derail it for a 10 second crass joke that a handful of people are going to get and does it really do anything and that's yeah. where you take your notes from your editors and your producers and you, you kind of stop and think and like yeah you know what you're right so that was my worst idea so and and I and that's what it he is. He hit you with it. No. He hit me with it. But but the thing is, no. I was like, I see what you're saying. We mm-hmm. won't do that. So versus the other person that 
would not you you have to you got and, and again back to this you got to have some empathy you got to have some understanding for other people too so you got to see yeah. it through their eyes as well like you you can have a joke and it might not hit but you know but when someone's so against something and you're working with them as a team it's like you gotta be like okay let's we'll find find something else to go around with it here we go now what's your best your best idea that ever came to you Probably, so so we did a music video for uh, Bernice 2 with mm-hmm. Sergeant, Sergeant Scagnetti, the, um, the ska band from New Haven. It's uh, kind of having a resurgence right now. They were big in the 90s, mm-hmm. and they all kind of went off, had families, did their thing, and now they're coming back together. They just put out a new album. Uh, this fall, it's really good. Uh, I think it's called a little more than halfway dead. It's okay. pretty solid stuff if you like ska, if you like punk rock, especially that resurgence in the '90s. But we did a music video for them. We got to use one of their songs, and the joke is because again they were big in the '90s. The song "Substance" is talking about starting a cult, but not for power or anything, but just so they can get people to buy their music again. Start a cult and brainwash them to buy their music and go back and buy stuff and the music video that we did for them was like the one that goes in the movie is just the broadcast of the tv show where they take over the airwaves and they're trying uh-huh. to like their the music videos playing to people watching tv um and like trying to get people to come out to this live show that they're doing with the broadcast uh the music video for them uh played off of their previous music video where they all wanted to go back in time to their heyday so they bought like a tesla time machine and told everyone to come out and like use the time machine and and we're gonna all go back in time to the 90s when it was all well and good Mm -hmm. but they all hit the button they all disappear and it picks up in our music video where they just they all appear at once in this really freddy krugery boiler room basement thing and here they're in the creative void like they didn't go back in time they ended up in the creative void and one of our puppets the doc uh-huh. helped helped uh, steve's son build a you know build this puppet gun to make to turn everyone into puppets because that's how they're going to be able to get big again oh so it's a split of doc doc and eugene shoot them with the puppetizer 2000 and then broadcast their their cult show on the airwaves for them to try to get them, you know, going again. Okay. But then at the end, they they're just left to be puppets forever, and they don't know if they can get back. Oh no! So if you watch the music video, it the song ends, and they're just like, uh, "Are we stuck this way?" What? <laughs> so well, it's like it's like Doctor Who esque, man. Little bit, little bit. So yeah, like, and that's what you know. That's what they. We kind of were back and forth. Like we had the song, we want to do this. How about if we turn ourselves into puppets and like, okay, and then we worked. We worked the opening. We shot the opening with them. Shot all the music video stuff. Had some green mm-hmm. screen stuff. We shot afterwards and put it all together. So like, you have the official St- Sergeant Scagnetti music video and the official Elmwood Productions Bernie's two music video. You get okay. two different versions of the video itself. So, now I gotta check that video out. Oh yeah. 
You're giving me a bunch of stuff. You're giving me homework, dog. I hey. <laughs> it's not homework if you're having fun with it. Well, here we go. Now, as a puppeteer, you have the opportunity to make people laugh, cry, sing along with you, maybe dance with you. Have you ever thought about getting Ricky Blue Suit, RBS, and jumping on the stage and doing a five-minute comedy set? For me, no. Um, <laughs> but no. no. For me. But we've I've we've done live shows in the past. I think we're mm -hmm. kind of we're kind of past that moment for Elmwood, just as yeah. people get older and like just how things go now. But John has done live stuff before with uh, his other character, Johnny Sojive, who is Johnny like a, Sojive. he is a self, the, his self-description is the two-fisting madman and poet. He's always drunk, he is always stoned or high out of his mind on whatever he can get his hands on, and he just has these beatnik poems that he does in the poetry corner. <laughs> and he is he has done live shows and live appearances with Johnny in the past. Uh-huh. Um he's taken him to uh different he's taken him to a couple of cons and had like a five minute set before. He's okay. he's been around like different uh shows in the past where he's like popped up and given critique and analysis throughout. Uh but the live the live show thing for us is I think I feel like it's in the past because we're just really focusing on on the shorts and the films and stuff like that now. So the progression live, and then we get to the movies and the, the short films, and then are you planning on doing any long? Is Bernice and the head and head like super long features? No, How long is they're they? an hour. They're both an hour each. Okay, it's kind of the sweet spot. So like an hour, hour twenty. Like like we always like John's got a good saying: keep it too short to suck. So if you if you start like and that's like I think a lot of modern movies have that problem now. Like you come in and you know there's a lot of things that are two ten two twenty when they could you know they could be a hundred minutes they could be ninety five a hundred minutes mm -hmm. like let's bring let's bring back those old Papa VHS in like we said again approximate yep. runtime ninety three minutes you could watch two of them in a night if you wanted to it's like now you know like and and films that are coming out now are great you know I think this is probably the best year just in total 2023 just as a roundabout like new different kinds of movies and different audiences it was a really good year for movies mm -hmm. even though the big blockbusters and the studios in some way took a hit but i think like there's a lot of diversity with the stories being told and you get some really cool shit coming out throughout like you start the year with megan which is like that weird 20 million dollar horror movie about the robot doll kind of like a child's play new age in some way but it's like that the AI. Super creepy man that movie was so much fun i thought it and, was hilarious oh it was but that's but you have like little mid stuff like that cocaine bear dumbest one of the dumbest movies of the year but i had so much fun watching it it's so perfectly dumb my ass off so fun and then you get and then you got like into this uh summer they had the blackening which was fucking hilarious i did like not watch that it just in just such a weird very like like especially playing on the stereotypes like you know black people die first in a horror movie like it's been mm -hmm. a stereotype forever what happens yep. when the entire cast is black 
yeah. how do you even like what do you, you can't play with those tropes and they and they and they just there's some again but uh, it's 90 90 something minutes you can't like there's some moments where it's like okay this is kind of you know this is a little dumb but it's a horror movie you're always going to have that like they played uh-huh. those tropes perfectly so that like when you had some of the bigger bigger belly laugh moments or like the bigger like it wasn't there was nothing in it that was really scary it was definitely more comedy but yeah. like you're writing an original idea and you're having fun with it and you get later on and now we've had like you have your epics that are huge like Oppenheimer and Killers of the Flower Moon and, and you know lesser degree of epic but just bigger for an audience and Barbie and mm-hmm. now you get into some really weird shit in the you know in the fall and stuff so yeah like for us it's always don't over don't overdo it don't overwrite it keep it short and sweet you know that kind of sometimes it, it hurts on the page because you write it longer in the page and then you go to shoot and you're like oh yeah we <laughs> we had a we had a 10 page script end up being like six minutes because just uh-huh. how how the breakdown went but right back to kiss yeah i see he went right back to kiss keep it short and sweet yeah <laughs> i'm calling them all around uh, see what you did there <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. All right. So we talked about the puppeteering. We talked a little bit about the movies. We got your fit your video. Kiss, you would do that if you could. No com- no comedy skits for you. No no five minute sets for you. Not not live. Not live. Not comedy. live. No. You sure? Yeah. I'm positive. Yeah, yeah. Because you're a pretty funny dude. I I appreciate. It. I I dabbled in stand up when I first moved up here when I was like out of work, and I've got friends that are stand ups that do this shit. Mm-hmm. Again, like I I dabbled. It ain't for me. It's no. not my not. I love it. I respect it. It's not for me. Now, what what was one of the first places you ever tried to stand up at? Uh, just want just I just want to know. Back in Kent, in Kent, Ohio, there was. Mm-hmm. A uh, place called Stone Tavern, that's no longer there, and they used to have open mics. Okay. And it was, but it was everything. So stand-ups would go there, and because there's a big stand-up crowd in in Cleveland, Northeast Ohio, so mm-hmm. that was one of the open mics you can go and do your set, do your five, work on some of your fives or whatever. So that was one of the first places I did it. Um, and m- one of my jokes was ad lib because I followed a dude who was playing he was playing a ukulele either ukulele or mandolin one of those smaller multi-string you know one of those things but he yeah. was but he was doing but he was doing Pantera walk and he was doing all this like thrash metal with mm-hmm. the ukulele and you've got to play really really fast the way he was doing it mm-hmm and of course, like I'm up after him, and I had my little notes. But the first thing that came out of my mouth when I walked up there is like, "Man, I haven't seen a hand move that fast since I discovered the internet." <laughs> Here we go. Now, before I let you go, Rick, because I know you got that chili on, but it's low and slow, so it's, you got yeah, some got time to still. Yep. Video editor, producer, director, writer. If you could take all of those things and put them together and do one movie, 
what would the title of that movie be? And who would you cast as your lead actor? Man, if I had if I had that one shot. Another Eminem really moment, question. Baby. That's huge, yeah. I don't got mom's spaghetti on, but I've got Ricky's chili going, so That's right. I gotta don't 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 get that sick on me. <laughs> uh <laughs> shit. I know it's it's a, that's it's a one yeah of those. going off a title that's a big well I would I would probably I would I would cast Nick Cage that'd be okay. my lead that he's he's one of my favorite actors he's even even the movies that people he, think are bad like a lot of like the, he I just saw this one this year again back an original idea and just having fun with it dream scenario it's so weird and it's perfect mm-hmm. Nick Cage fodder. Um. Yeah, I. I have no idea what I would call it, but I know I'd put Nick Cage in it. <laughs> whatever, whatever it would be, it would be something that that it it would have to be written for him. You hear that, Nick Cage? He's coming to get you, dog. <laughs> Let's go. You you can pick the title of the movie. Nick. Yeah, he can he can he can have like that. I mean, I give him control to just like play it as play it as you want, Nick. Like whatever you're seeing, if you're seeing something, I'm not do it because I trust you. And it's gonna See? be it's gonna be wild, and I appreciate it. No puppets, or you gonna put at least one puppet? Oh, in? it's gotta have at least one in there somewhere. Like it's, 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 R- it's RBS. RBS would have a cameo. He wouldn't be. He wouldn't be playing a big part. Like he show. Okay. He show up in the scene. He'd, be, he'd have an under five. He'd have an nope. under five. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now, something you would something you would say to those children growing up, thinking about doing some of the things that you do. What would you tell them is the most important thing for them to do as they begin this journey? as a writer, producer, editor, puppeteer, any of those things, what would you tell them the, the biggest thing they should do to start that journey? For me, early, especially early on, because it's how I started my education, was just watch a ton of stuff. Listen, listen to a bunch of mu- different music. Watch a bunch of different movies. If you can read quickly, read a bunch of books study like that's that's like i can't i don't read fast so i tend not to read like i tr- like if i if i get something and it grips me i can go but yeah yeah i tend to like have fall off with books and stuff and it just takes so long and i'm getting older so like i'd rather just watch the movie version and and then go back mm-hmm. but if you can do that like get just gather that information and gather and and learn what you like and what you don't like in that sense because there's a lot of times when it's like I go into something thinking hey, it's going to be okay. Like I, I try to give everything the chance and I try to like, I still try to see a bunch of different things outside of what I do and don't like. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean I'm going to go buy it on Blu-ray after the fact or nothing like that. But like I try to go see a bunch of movies in the theaters and, and try to like put myself in situations where I'm going to watch something different and you learn, you, you might get something from something you don't like you might get like i hated that movie but i like this one shot i want to see how they redid it or okay i the, i like this performance but the script was terrible you know but i liked i like seeing how this actor took that and did that so when yeah. you're first starting 
it's just it's just study because you're not going to have that you're not going to have all that experience and and you're not going to especially in editing and and production you don't have the tech like granted we're getting a lot better with like phones and and cameras are getting cheaper and like you have the ability so that's a little more out the window you can do more with less nowadays uh-huh. It, look at Elmwood. Like it doesn't cost. Like it costs us money for some of the stuff, but we make work with what we got. You know, you don't need, you know, a million plus dollars to shoot one thing. Now you can go out on a shoestring and just do something with your friends because that's what Elmwood is at the core of it. Yeah. So, but but the biggest thing is like take take ideas from everywhere and and just try to be open to everyone's experience and everyone's different ways of going about things like i'm never a big fan of the term live your truth because like to me like truth is like absolute like like truth is is concrete there's truth and there's fiction or or not fiction truth and lie like there's truth there's binary one zero here we go that's the essence of life is is creativity and 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 just you know diversity of, of taste and culture and all this stuff so you always got to take it in so that's what i tell any that's what i would tell anyone that's starting out it's like just watch just watch everything listen to everything think about what you do like you're going to have discernible taste but at the same time like you're not going to know what your tastes are if you don't try it well, here we go i love that y'all heard them study watch learn pay attention go back and watch some more Yep. figure out what it is you like you love you want you, and you, what you don't like most importantly figure out what you don't like yep. well, here we go holla at the people Rick so everywhere Elmwood Productions ElmwoodProductions.com Elmwood Productions on YouTube Instagram Facebook our Patreon uh, you just search Elmwood Productions on Patreon we have tiers. Uh, The $10 tiers this year will get you uh, early releases of the shows that are going to YouTube. So uh, when the shows drop on YouTube that month, you will get whatever episodes will drop uh, before Mm -hmm. anyone else can see it. You get little insider videos, behind the scenes videos, specialty videos that are only on the Patreon. So that's the best way to do it. Uh, You can buy us a coffee at uh, KOFI. Uh, coffee it's another uh, kind of patreon type thing except it's not you don't have to subscribe you can just one time five ten whatever uh, we're there uh, head is available on Tubi uh, and other various streaming services that aren't Netflix <laughs> for purchase like voodoo and whatnot but mainly okay. on Tubi I'm a big proponent of Tubi they have a lot of cool again weird crazy like they have everything they literally have everything on there um, right. And Bernice 2 is not available on streaming just yet, but you can buy the DVDs and they are on the website m1productions.com. Uh, currently working on figuring out streaming for that, but the only way to see it right now is to buy a DVD. So jump on there and buy a DVD if you want to see Bernice 2, which just won the best indie comedy from Film Threats Award this uh, last month in California. Great. So we are, it is the award winning Bernice 2 from the acclaimed film threat magazine uh so check it out on dvd and whenever we we get some streaming set up you know get some kind of distribution for that obviously we'll let you know and let you know if you follow facebook instagram 
elmwoodproductions.com. You heard it right. Award-winning Bernice, too. Award-winning. <laughs> and now that he said all that, it's over. Ain't no more to it. We out of here. I'm your favorite's favorite, LOS, the last one standing. This has been the last one standing room only. And this right here is a award-winning, any award-winning video editor, producer, writer, director, and yes, ladies and gentlemen, puppeteer. Does RBS want to say goodbye for you uh, or you want to say goodbye? Let me call. Let me see. He's got a, you know, he's taking a phone call. Let me get him off that real quick. We, RBS is going to say goodbye, all right? Y'all just hold on. We, we, we're busy. We take a phone call. Try not to get his knees broke. Here we go. All right. Thanks for having uh, Rick on. Thanks for having me on, everybody. Uh, did, did you plug everything? Did you tell everyone ElmwoodProductions.com, Elmwood Productions on Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff? Yeah, I told him all that. Just leave me alone. All right, well, you heard him. Check us out. Los, thanks for having us on. We really appreciate it. And uh, see y'all later. Check out all the work. I appreciate you. RBS, my man Rick Passmore. Ain't no more to it. Get out of here. Go do something productive. We gone. Peace. Well, here we go.